The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I am your host, Hallie Evelyn, and today we are going to talk about a subject that I wish we didn't have to, uh, and that is crypto scams. Now, if you are a longtime listener of the show, you know that we did a couple of episodes on crypto scams last season. However, one of the things that I want to make sure you do is understand what they are. Uh, we want you to be able to see them, to recognize them so that you can avoid them. And we're going to talk about three recent examples that people have come to me with. I, I suppose at this point, I would be considered somebody that people can trust inside of this space. So different people have come to me and asked me for help. And I also get regularly and often people who try to involve me in their scams, not knowing that I'm smart enough and educated enough to be able to see what's going on and to try to catch them in their own little web of lies. So we're going to talk about all of that today. And uh, hopefully you will get some information that helps you to make sure that you avoid getting caught in a scam. So scams in crypto break down into uh, different types. One of them is called a rug pull. One of them is called a social scam. And uh, those are the two main types that we're going to talk about today. But the idea of crypto getting ripped off by other people comes down to something that um, actually came to us through the stock market. And that is that before the internet, you basically didn't have any way of trading the stock yourself. So if you wanted to manage your money and grow your money, you gave it to somebody who had the, a degree, they had an education, they had experience, and they also had access to a lot more information than you did. And when you wanted to execute a trade, they actually did it for you. You didn't do any of that yourself. Now that model still exists. However, However, my father invests in the stock market all the time, and he does so through a program like E-Trade, which is allowing you to handle the money yourself. And in the case of most of the uh, stock market exchanges, you are still keeping your money on that exchange. An example, an, an E-Trade type example inside of the crypto space would be Coinbase. So Coinbase will keep that money held on the exchange for you. They are managing it. The problem with that is if the lights ever go out, you're not going to have access to your money. And that's unfortunate. So we definitely want to make sure that you are able to hold on to that money separately, which in the case of crypto, you can do using something called self-custody, which just like it sounds means you are keeping custody of your money by yourself. You do that through something called a cold wallet. 
Now, a wallet is basically like a thumb drive, right? It's a little tiny electronic device that you plug into your computer and you can transfer data to it. So when you transfer that data to your thumb drive, your wallet, you then unplug it, turning a hot wallet, something that is connected to the internet, into a cold wallet, something that is disconnected from the internet. And hopefully you put that in your fire safe or you keep that at your bank deposit box so that you make sure that it's safe. And you have to be very careful with this stuff because you could go to all this trouble and then, for example, you, you know, accidentally throw out your, your wallet. That wouldn't be good, right? People have actually lost their, um, their crypto by throwing out their wallet. So you want to keep track of this stuff all the way through. And I know it, you know, usually we, we want the easiest thing. So we're thinking, ah, oh, that's a lot of trouble. But over the years, crypto, I believe, is going to increase in value in some cases, quite exponentially. And so having access to all that money later would be worth keeping that bit of money safe now, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? All right, so that's the idea of how to keep your crypto safe. But here's what happens. There are these different scams and we're gonna spend a lot of time on social scams but I also wanna talk about rug pulls. Now, in a rug pull, it basically means you've had the rug pulled out from under you. The most famous example I can think of is a coin that was created based on a popular video game called Squid Game. Somebody created a Squid Game token, right? A Squid Game uh, crypto. And when they did that, after just a few weeks of growing and pretty intense popularity, one day the, uh, the exchange where you could buy Squid Game posted a notice and that notice said, we've ripped you off and your money is gone. That was pretty much all it said. But basically they had built Squid Game as a rug pull and they had taken everybody's crypto and just left with it. They took everybody's uh, everybody's money that they had put onto the exchange to exchange for the Squid Game tokens. They had taken like, let's say, Ethereum and Bitcoin and you know maybe Litecoin. So they are getting away with lots and lots of really viable currency uh, in crypto, and there's nothing that you can do about it. While you can trace always because of the transparency of blockchain, you can trace what wallet it went to and what wallet it disappeared into. You cannot necessarily uh, trace it in a way that will lead you back to the person that did it or to the people that did it. So everybody lost their money. And that was a famous example of a rug pull. There are a lot more subtle examples. And for example, my friend got in touch with me. Um, this is a Facebook friend. It's an elderly gentleman, somebody that I've actually known um, on Facebook for a long time and who I used to be at Agape with in um, uh, in Los Angeles. So this is going back now uh, 15 years. And he wrote to me and he said, Hallie, I trust you. And yeah, I'm getting to the point where people know that I'm involved in crypto and they know I'm not trying to rip them off. So they tend to come to me with stuff like this. He's probably at least the sixth or seventh person who's brought this situation to me. And what he said to me was, um, I am, uh, I've been having money on this exchange. I, it's been a growing. I gave somebody money to buy this for me and they've been managing it and I can see the profits. And now I have repairs I need to do on my home and I would like to get that money back. And they've now asked me for, I don't know, it was tens of thousands of dollars to prepay the IRS taxes on my crypto. 
Now, I will not get into the specifics of the tax situation with crypto right now, but I will say the rules are extremely unclear. But here's one thing that I absolutely know 100% for sure. The only person that will ever be able to or be required to pay the taxes for you, for your crypto, is you. It's like, you know, oh, I gave my you know, my money to somebody else. And now the IRS is asking them to report it for me, them to collect the money and them to turn it over to the IRS. It doesn't really work that way, right? We can tell that it doesn't work that way. So all that person was trying to do, that company was trying to do was scam him out of more money. He has not been able to get any money off of the exchange. Now, I happen to know of a situation, which I will not get into the specifics on, where that has happened to somebody who is an immensely sophisticated investor who has lost millions and millions of dollars in exactly the same way. And when something like that happens, we go back to, you know, the the master ripoff king himself, and that's Bernie Madoff, who made off with your money. That was always my favorite Bernie Madoff joke. And, you know, you had to laugh a little bit because otherwise you were going to cry. Bernie Madoff perpetuated for something like 20 years a huge Ponzi scheme. Now, what's a Ponzi scheme? Most of you know at this point, or at least because of Madoff, have heard of him. But a Ponzi scheme is basically we take the money from the new investors. We use it to pay the old investors. There's actually nothing going on where there's real money being made. It's just we're taking the money here and we're handing it off here. And meanwhile, we're taking a lot of the money as well. So the money that seems to be going to pay for the interest, right, which is a much smaller amount than the principal, is coming from the new people and it's being used to pay the interest to the old people. And that works really well for, as Madoff managed with, you know, like two decades. However, it causes a real problem when eventually you get popular enough and there's nothing that you can do because you're going to get caught somehow because somebody's going to want too much of their money back. It's basically the effect is like there was a run on the bank, but it's the private bank that you know, you're using for the fund. So it's a difficult thing when there's a Ponzi scheme, sometimes to even see that it's happening, especially if, as in Madoff's case, it's been built up over time. And people have absolutely been using the fact that you can make a fortune overnight in crypto. A couple of weeks ago, there was a new coin announced. Some guy put $250 into the coin And the coin became so popular so fast that that money turned into over a million dollars within a few days. Now, did he get it off in time before it completely crashed again? I don't know. But the point is, it is possible. And people latch on to that. And now they say, well, how can I get a part of that? And the answer is often, you can't. It's a luck of the market timing. But people will come along and they'll say, hey, I can do this for you. I'm trading 24-7. I have bots. I have AI technology. I have people who work for me round the clock. And I'm going to take your money. And then when you turn it around, I'm going to give back, give you back more. If you want to hear about how I got ripped off and the Ponzi scheme, how I lost multiple whole Bitcoin uh, back when I was first in my round of investing in crypto. You can listen to the previous uh, crypto scams episodes from season one. What I also want to share with you, though, today is about the ideas of what's going on right now with the social scams. And one of the things that I'm seeing a lot of is text messages. This last week, for example, I got a note that said, um, 
Hey, are you Ralph, the realtor from the house I saw last weekend? That was one of them. Another one said, hey, does your yoga class start at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock? I have very, very fun and funny things that I send back at this point. Usually I have a, I, I keep a little note and it's got this written up and I just copy and paste it. And what I say is karma is a bitch and she will get you every time. So you want to think twice about ripping people off. And usually people write back and they say, oh, I'm horrified. Whatever do you mean? But I know that what they're trying to do is engage me in a conversation, build a relationship, and then try to steal something from me. Now, listen, engaging in a conversation and building a relationship is what people do all the time. We call that persuasive sales. It is a great way of uh, of having a conversation with somebody and and building up a relationship with them until you are able to sell them your product. However, when it comes to ripping somebody off, these people are absolutely trying to scam you. You may have gotten a text message yourself, specifically through text. If that happens, look out. The old-fashioned version, and when I say old-fashioned, I mean six months ago, went something like this. Hey, how are you? How are you, hun? If anybody ever calls you hun, especially H-U-N, run like hell in the other direction, hun, because they are not from Maryland, which is where I'm from, and that's where you, that's where I learned to say hun. Um, they are trying to rip you off. And they are all doing it the same way. They tend to cookie cutter it. They're being given instructions from their bosses. And so it really does look the same every single time. Hi, how are you? How long have you been investing in crypto? What's your crypto journey? What do you know about? They're looking for people who know just a little bit and who are greedy, and they are going to take advantage of that. So you're looking for all of those things. I get them on uh, WhatsApp. I get them on Telegram. I get them on Instagram. I get them on Facebook, mostly on Messenger, but mostly, and I do not get them on LinkedIn, by the way, mostly I get them on text these days. So just be careful about that, especially somebody reaching out and saying, oh, sorry, I have the wrong number. So what's your name? Or sorry, I had the wrong number. So uh, let's talk. And again, they're trying to build a relationship. So let's talk more about those social scams. Also at Agape, I met this really lovely woman. She's an older woman. And uh, I was going to say her name uh, but I just don't feel comfortable sharing her name. But I will say she has a doppelganger out there. She has somebody that has completely cookie-cuttered her contact information. And you've seen this on Facebook. Somebody clones the exact person and then starts sharing about them. On Facebook, for example, the way that people have scammed me, and it has happened ugh, at least a dozen times, I have been a, um, a drugstore a rock band, a hairdresser, and a food truck. I'm not playing. Those are different categories that you can have on Facebook and somebody can start a page and say that you are in this category. There's zero verification on Facebook. So that's really the main reason that people are are able to make these cookie cutter pages so exactly. And then, and this is probably gonna happen on this episode, it happens on almost every episode, 
they cookie cutter the page and then they start commenting as new me, right? So it says that I am giving away Bitcoin. That, by the way, is a very popular scam. They're giving away Bitcoin. No one is giving away Bitcoin. If somebody is legit giving away Bitcoin, like the people on crypto Twitter are often actually giving away Bitcoin, they're doing it through a um, a wonderful uh, a, a thing. And that is that Bitcoin can be broken down into one millionth of a Bitcoin. That's called a SAT, short for Satoshi, who is the um, the Satoshi Nakamoto is the pseudonym of the guy that supposedly invented Bitcoin. Uh, we don't even know if it was a guy or if it was a woman or if uh, it was a, created by a group of people. But the, the entity that created Bitcoin is known as Satoshi Nakamoto. And in honor of him, one sat is a millionth of a Bitcoin. And so you will see people who are giving away 500 sats, who are giving away a thousand sats. That's pretty typical. Nobody is giving away a Bitcoin and nobody is taking your Bitcoin and turning it into two Bitcoin over 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it isn't happening. And when they say that they are, they are ripping you off. They're going to take your Bitcoin and never, ever, ever give it back ever, ever, ever in any case will they give it back. Now, the exception to this would be if you physically knew this person, if you physically trusted this person, and if all this person was doing was managing your money and trading your money for you, and you knew them because they are like your friend for 20 years. Under those circumstances, yeah, I might make an exception. But I'm telling you, like 20 years is about the minimum that you want to have known somebody. And you want to be able to see the track record of what they've been doing for the past five or six years so that you can be sure that they're actually doing what they say that you are going to do. And if you go on a promise or you go on an offhand comment and you just give them your money, you will expect never to see it again. And frankly, at this point, if you've gotten this far in the show and you're listening and you still do it, I'm sorry, but it's just the way that it's just the way that it is. There's nothing that I can do to change how greedy human beings are and how much people are not doing what they said that they're going to. Sorry, I I wish it were otherwise, believe me. I love to think the best about people. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to think the best about you and think that you're getting educated and so you're going to know better and you're not going to let this happen. So let me tell you, I will give you the lady's first name. Her name is Janice. Janice is in her, I'm going to say maybe her 70s now. Um, You know, I've known her for a long time. I knew her for almost 10 years when I was um, at Agape. Uh, Lovely woman. Um, and she has been, um, she's had nothing to do with crypto. I know because I've talked to a few of her friends and said, Hey, this is happening. I'm actually in the process of trying to get her to accept my friend request, but she's just not on Facebook ever. If she could accept my friend request, I would be able to report her doppelganger. Her doppelganger is an absolute whiz at crypto. And more importantly, her doppelganger is an absolute whiz at getting people to invest with the fake Janice. And that doppelganger is constantly posting pictures of, I'm debt free. Thank you, Janice and her last name. But because Facebook is such a busy place, people aren't putting the fake Janice together with the real Janice. And as a result, people aren't realizing that she's really ripping people off the fake Janice. The real Janice doesn't even know this is happening. That's what makes me so crazy. 
But they've got her picture. They've got pictures that she, Janice might post about a cat, let's say. And they would take the picture of the cat and then they would put a fake thing and, and, you know, a really warm, fuzzy fake thing. And then they would start talking about their crypto. And then the objective is to get you to, um, to invest. Uh, I have stayed in touch with fake Janice because I'm trying to catch her. And if I block her, she disappears from my Facebook and I'll never see her again. But for example, a couple of weeks ago, she started tagging a hundred of Janice's friends because these people think it's the real Janice and Janice just happens to have two profiles. Sometimes people set up one profile and then especially if they're older, they're not that familiar with technology, they can't find it. They just go in and set up a new one. So this is just like, oh, Janice has two profiles. Well, the real Janice might have 150 friends. The fake Janice has thousands of friends that she has cultivated by friends of friends and picking those up deliberately. So the other day I got tagged in a post and that post was sharing how fake Janice's fake clients had made all this money by um, and had paid off their house. That was, you know, they'd made all this money in crypto and thank you to Janice with her last name. And a and hundred people got tagged on that. Well, a hundred people tagged, if they just have a hundred people each see that, now you've got 10,000 people. I think I did my math, right? That's awful, right? That's terrible because now 10,000 people who trust real Janice have been exposed to fake Janice. That's what's going on and it's happening all the time. In the episode in season one where I talked about um, these types of crypto scams, there was actually a guy who was completely faking a French trader and one day, uh, doing it inside of a huge telegram site. And one day they just turned off the, the site. They just turned off the telegram account and everybody's money disappeared. There was no way to catch anybody. This is the same thing. All this person has to do is shut down her account. I guarantee you, she's not making any real person money because if she were, she would be using her actual name. Now here's one way you can tell. Start a conversation with them or at least respond to the conversation because I want, honestly, I would love it if everybody who's hearing this episode decided that they were going to be the crypto police, decided that they were going to help people get caught. Listen, you want to report me? I'll be able to prove that I've never tried to sell you anything in crypto other than maybe, you know, like my crypto curious educational program, which I'm sorry is not available right now. Please don't try to purchase it. However, there are plenty of people who are out there who are trying to tell you that you give them your, you know, you will give them your money and they will give you back more money. That is absolutely 100% of the time, never true. So I would love for you to be the crypto police. I would love for you to report this. More importantly, I'd love for you to start seeing that somebody is trying to rip you off. So here's what I do. When they write to me, they usually say like, hey, how you doing? Or hi, hun. What's going on today or where are you from? And I usually respond by saying, where are you from? I've, you know, I say, I live in Miami. Where are you from? London. Oh, that's amazing. My mother has lived there since I was seven. What part? Somebody wrote back the other day and said Manchester, which is about 45 minutes outside of London. And I wrote back and I said, oh, not London then, LOL. And they wrote back and said, ha, 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 just kidding. Actually, Westminster. By the way, 
one day I wrote to somebody and said, I was from Miami and they said, oh, I've been to Miami. Miami is, and then I swear there was this whole paragraph that was like a, um, the Wikipedia entry of the city of Miami. And then they wrote and said, and I love going to Vizcaya Gardens, which is a special villa on the banks of the Miami River or whatever. And I love Vizcaya. Villa Vizcaya is one of my most favorite locations in Miami. It was um, owned by the guy who owned the John Deere tractors. And it's a beautiful, beautiful location, huge wedding venue. It was like they had copied a paragraph from the Vizcaya webpage. It was ridiculous, and it was very obvious that it was fake. So watch for that stuff. This woman said she was English, but she misspelled something, not in English spelling either, just completely misspelled it. And she also misused her grammar in a way that a native English speaker never would. And you're an American, you're not an English person, but you can tell when somebody's sentence isn't right, right? When they've learned English as a second language and they're not that good at it. So watch for signs like that and you will immediately begin to see what I'm talking about. And you will immediately begin to see that somebody is trying to steal your money from you. Do not let them. You are not here to be stolen from. You are here to build and grow and expand your wealth, your wealth consciousness and your education when it comes to this stuff. So with crypto scams, the first thing that you want to know is almost every single thing that looks too good to be true is. And if it's not too good to be true, it will have very clear information They'll be able to answer all your questions and they will not be asking for you to give them your money. Everybody in crypto knows that you can self-custody, everybody. And everybody and even the big, uh, the big companies like Coinbase, they will, they can expect you to hold the, and hold the money on an exchange. But if you're very smart, you will not even do that. You can get onto Coinbase, you can trade on Coinbase, and then you can take the crypto back into your own wallet, which you want to keep separately in your safety deposit box or in your fire safe. It is really that worth it. Take care of your money and your money will take care of you. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Goddess of Crypto. I would love to hear your comments. I would love to get your your likes, your thumbs up, your reviews. And most importantly, I would love for you to share this with every woman you know. It is my goal to teach women how to surf so that they can avoid the coming financial tsunami. I want to teach you how to ride the waves so you don't get knocked over. I will see you next time on Goddess of Crypto. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege. It's your right.